Starfleet Underground. Every week, we'll take a look at the latest Star Trek news and then check out a current or classic episode of Star Trek. There's some uncomfortable conversation between Jean-Luc and Beverly. Jack gets dirty looks from everywhere, and he has to own this. Captain Shaw bangs the bridge and shows Riker the bone. And oh my god, you're scheming on a thing. It's a sabotage. something to tell me and why is there another dot with you and why is he like spray painted a different complexion and color what do you mean to sit down i'm sitting down what are you talking you are the father get the fuck out he is not my son no i don't reproduce another dot the the captain has a son 007 is saying that this other dot he's came in to kind of try to to fabricate to look similar to me, saying it's my son. Nah. No. <laughs> I mean, he kind of looks like you, I guess. He's, he's, okay, he's, we're going to have to reboot a couple dots, I think. So, yeah. so, so the dot is, is short and fat and bald? No, and you say it was your son. He said it was mine. <laughs> <laughs> What's he oh want? Does he want to be I, put in your will or something? I think he needs money. What's going on? Trying to run a scam. What do you mean? Get this this butt pirates after him? <gasps> and it's there's no such thing as butt pirates. Yes, there are. Yar. Ooh. Oh, there is. <laughs> okay. So the dot who claims he's my son is requesting asylum. Butt pirates are after booty. That's right. Are oh my god. I was looking bad. for your booty, sir. Right. <laughs> but those of you that tuned in and this is your first show, I'm sorry. We are not meant for kids. Do better or for worse. Um, As a reminder, we are not for children. So if you're under age 18, you need to like just kill the feed right now. This is not it. So you shouldn't be listening to it. And for those of you who picked up the cards because the first officer and I, we were at Alien Con over the weekend and we had a stack of of cards to give out and they're all are gone i'm talking mm-hmm. all of them hi new went. listeners and even with all the warning and begging for them not to listen to the show they laughed and said we're going to listen anyway maniacal laugh maniacal laugh. and i said we can get really really rude and patrick says yes we do butt stuff and then she's like <laughs> i was a police officer i don't care so it's starfleet oh, underground do- we do butt stuff I don't do butt stuff with you guys. <laughs> no, so it was it was really really kind of interesting. We got a lot of traffic too. Like I mean, you oh, know, right. obviously Star Trek and aliens go together. So it was like you know, people were like, "Oh my god, Star Trek!" And one lady and her husband came to the convention because they saw us on Channel Five News. They said the only reason they came was because they saw us on Channel Five News. What oh you guys gosh. got on the Channel Five News? Yeah, you were uh, on can, the news. I think I can send you a video. I have to Ooh. look. I'll post it. We had a lot of traffic, and we got a lot of people who are going to be joining the fleet. But I did not put them on our ship because, hello, podcast, the USS Butler. So, but it it was really it was really entertaining. Entertaining. I didn't say entertain tainting. That's you. I did. Entertain. Who's tainted? I don't know now. Entertaining. Well, I, I don't Patrick, tainted love. Don't spread your taint. Tainted love. You don't spread your taint. You spread your legs to reveal your taint. The way you. And that taint funny. Me. Oh. Okay. 
before smelly. we start going into a show that's more about singing than actually what we're here for, um, first off, my name is Captain Nathan Adams aboard this wonderful, gorgeous vessel, the USS Butler Defiance Class. And I see finally we're not running 24-7 cloak, so we must be in a good area. We have our full crew complement here today. We have my science officer. Hi, I'm Heather Ferris. I'm the science officer. Um, So... Can Patrick be my long lost brother? No. Yeah, I guess so. He put out that picture of you burning shit in the galley. He did. <laughs> he did. He wasn't supposed to share that. We should put that up on Patreon. I told him not to share that. That's the first time I saw flames that was as tall as you. <laughs> so. I swear to God, it was meant to be burnt. The recipe called for it to be burnt. Was macaroni and cheese supposed to crunch? Uh, it, yes. No. No. And then what, you know what happened when I was like, this mac and cheese has crunchiness to it. You turned around, looked at me and smiled because it's Cajun. I don't think Cajun means you burn shit. Oh, oh, I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> she kicked it up a notch. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> and didn't have the dot tomato. I'm 100% guaranteed. No, no. Hey, they uh, eat no. my crap. I'm guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. Next, we have my program guy. Hopefully, he can reprogram this dot so he keeps calling me daddy. And, it, and he's saying it in a weird, dotty way that makes me uncomfortable. This is my first officer and computer person here. Hey, I'm Patrick. I'm number one. I'm computer guy and foreign species liaison. And I'm going to leave those dots just exactly how they are. No, please fix them. Nope. Um, before I introduce our extraordinary engineer, could you send somebody to my shower? I went to take a shower the other day, the sonic shower, and I touched the dispenser for the soap and it shocked the shit out of me. There's parts of me that has afros now. Why are you touching why are you touching Spencer in the shower? I'm not talking about that Spencer, I'm talking about the soap dispenser. <laughs> Yeah, I was serious. You said, you said Spencer in the shower. And it wasn't like, funny. Okay. The dot was went to go to hand me a towel. And he's like, oh, Afro puffs. So please, <laughs> could you do something to fix the you, shower You didn't for get me? grounded at all, did you? <laughs> Wait, you're supposed to ground yourself when you take the sonic shower? No. <laughs> but when you touch the soap dispenser, you got grounded. <laughs> oh, could you send somebody to fix it? Uh, okay. Those- I'll get someone on that, sir. You don't don't send Evans because he's he breathes funny. <laughs> For some reason he irks me a little. But you know, that's between us. Okay. Um and everyone else who listens now. My my chief engineer. Hi everybody. I'm Rocky, engineer of the show and the ship. And I just wanna say I mean, we would have gotten away with doing that donut. We were doing a 360 degree donut. So like in 3D and I let the plasma out, the warp plasma and Heather was doing the donut. She was like, let's do the donut. I'm like, okay, fine. And got the plasma. It was a beautiful, we were doing it cloaked. So it was just a glowing donut. And uh, we, we got caught because 007 jumped out the airlock and ghost rided the whip. And the, the Vulcans were passing by and they noticed that. Great. 007, I don't know why we keep him. He has sparks of intelligence and ingenuity, but sometimes his personality means... He likes to ghost ride the whip. I, I, don't, yeah, know. I don't know. Wait, <laughs> he's wait, got, Sometimes he's a little bit hood. <laughs> wait, there, there's somebody at my camp. Come in. Evans, just, just go in here and fix it, please, this, as quick as possible. That guy creeps me That's out. really disturbing. <laughs> That's way I told you not to send him. God dog it. Okay. Um, we're being brought to you by Section 31. Thank you. 
and also our Patreon people, as well as those of you that buy things from our merchandising store. So thank you so much because you help finance our podcast. As I always state, we may come to you free, but it's not free to put this on. So anything you put in. We, um, we may come on you free. Yeah, it, it, it's <laughs> worth it. Just like in the movie Robocop. You can buy us for a dollar. I'd buy that for a dollar. <laughs> Thanks for paying that. us to work it. Yeah, so that's a good work thing. So good. welcome aboard. And also, if you did meet me at the convention, you're getting the uncensored, non-public part of me here so there you go stop looking at me while you fix it what the hell evans computer close shower bay doors you're uncensored he could see everything yeah i don't know what the hell is going on with with, with him um, did i mention we were doing the donut at warp two it was so yeah cool. i'll forgive you for that because you sent evans I don't know why, so I'll just let that go for now. However, do we have any corrections from last week? Yes, I do. I do have a correction. So I know, right? Last week, I was talking about where I get my Easter eggs, and I was talking about George on Twitter. Are you cheat? Mm -hmm. Well, yeah, I cheat, but you know, Kirk does too, and look at him. And I said that I got the Easter eggs from George, but his name isn't George. And I think so many people got his name wrong that he actually put a Instagram post up saying, you know, hey, this is how you pronounce my name. I'm going to butcher it, but this is how you pronounce his name. My name is Jörg Hillebrand. <laughs> it's it's Jörg. It's always been Jörg. I thought she's pronouncing it George. I thought that was, oh, that's kind of a fancy way to spell it. What a nice guy. She told Heather how to pronounce, and no, Heather just got it wrong. <laughs> no, I just screwed it up. I butcher all names. It's all good. He's been blowing up. He's been blowing up on Twitter because he's got such wonderful observations of he not does. just the current show, but the entire franchise. Yeah. He, he'll bring up stuff from like a next gen show from way back when, and the details, the level of details this guy has is just amazing. amazing. He's like hey. photographic. If you listen to our show, that's what the PH. Thank you, uh, number one, photographic. So much. <laughs> if you do listen to our show, it would be awesome to have you on. If you want to be a oh guest, my God. just go ahead and reach out to us at the collective at starfleetunderground.com and we'll put duct tape over Heather's mouth every time she tries to pronounce your name. Yes. So you, you'll be in a safe space, dude. I would be so excited. Otherwise, there are no there are no other corrections. There is. You already checked subspace. Mm-hmm. Okay. While Heather was flapping her gums, I checked subspace. Please come on our show. We would love to have you on. Oh, speaking of coming on the show, we uh, one of the persons we met at AlienCon was um, one of the prop masters on the 2009 J.J. Abrams Star Trek. So he may end up being on our show. Ooh. And um, another person that came up when number one was on an away mission was somebody, I forgot his name, was a close personal friend of Roddenberry. Gene, the great bird of the galaxy, and he told some really cool insider stories, which was awesome. So there was that, and also some cast people's news that he gave. But Section Thirty One has given me the evil eye, so there's wait. Uh, are you sure it's not the brown eye? No. Wait. What, what? Oh, great. Um, we're going to have to put in a, a requisition because apparently Section 31 was near the shower thing and Evans came out 
and it freaked section 31 out and they both left so he took them with him so i don't know what's going to happen so looks like we need another evans he's probably going to get used for um section 31 debriefings on the you know the very sensitive debriefings they like to do like to have somebody heavy breathing in the corner so we could oh my god that would be people are breaking a second yeah right that would be funny okay okay news <laughs> it just freaked me out. I never saw Section 31 move so quick and grab somebody. Evans came out with that weird breathing. The guy looked at it and was like, uh-uh. <laughs> he grabbed him and he was gone. <laughs> so that, it was just, okay. He, he's probably getting a raise. I don't know. <laughs> that was funny. Okay, okay. News-wise, what do you got for us here, Heather? Hi, Captain. So my news this week is if you guys were watching this week's episode on Amazon Prime and you had closed captioning on, you may have had the episode spoil for you in the first minute or two of the show. A group of people complained to Terry Metalis about the ending being spoiled because of this closed captioning issue Amazon Prime had where it labeled the unknown aliens as changelings. So Terry is aware of this incident and they're actively trying to fix it. <laughs> that's well, it's too that's, late now. Oh my God. I, as, as somebody knows what goes into the world of captioning, it's, it, it's, you know, you're doing the head palm, the, the Picard head palm. <laughs> this is such a ridiculous thing. It's, it's a lot of work. To, people actually go through and type the entire script. It's not just a copy and paste. Mm-hmm. They, they type the yep. entire thing in. They have to precisely line up when the lines are read, at what time. Sometimes they have to italicize stuff. Sometimes they put it on a certain part of the screen. Sometimes they're doing two lines at once. They're doing all kinds of crazy stuff. I've done two lines at once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's normally it's for the hearing impaired people, right? You know, these people that, you know, they literally can't hear. So they have to read it on the screen. This is why they do this. This is why you have this little CC button. And it's not just for the modern people that are suddenly discovering they can't hear what the fuck is going on because the audio makes is too extreme. It's it's actually for the people who couldn't hear in the first place. Yeah, it, it takes hours, doesn't it? it? Oh, yeah. It takes all kinds of time. And they got to make it right. And they got to proof it. And they got to encode it right. And then you got to distribute the show. It's not like they're just one big master tape they got to make that and they got to copy it over so amazon gets their copy and and the international netflix gets it copy and and whoever else gets the paramount gets their cop everybody's got to get their master copy of this whole thing and fit it into their playback systems and then they have to line up the captioning the right way well so amazon, amazon does this thing i don't know if you guys noticed and i don't know specifically all the details how it works but you know when you hit pause on amazon it brings up who are who's on the screen Mm-hmm. it'll bring up what actors are on the screen. They'll, they'll tell you this actor is playing this character on the screen. I'm like, that's kind of a cool feature. I think they call it X-ray or something like that. Yeah. Well, I suspect what happened is somebody noticed that this character said a line and we later are revealed that these characters are changelings. Spoiler alert. And um, somebody said, oh, well, that was changeling number one that said that line. Or here's changeling number three saying this line. And... <laughs> That's the way the Amazon system works. So I can only imagine that's exactly what happened with this. And nobody proofed it. Nobody said, oh, you know what? You shouldn't really reveal that. The, the big spoiler thing right there at the end of the episode is, you know, they're changelings. You shouldn't show that right in the first couple of minutes of the show. Nobody said, excuse me, you should fix that. Oh, and people were pissed. Um, I just got a response to our new crew requisition. And apparently somebody who's an expert at closed captioning wants to apply for the ship. But but we're an audio podcast. 
I know, but they, they said they won't apply because they're no longer at their last job. <laughs> oh, okay. oh, I see. You got the secret interview with the person that used to do captioning. For I, I don't know if it is or not, but we'll find out. <laughs> He's got to be able to do more than closed captioning. Um, I, I think somebody, somebody let the intern do it and never checked their work. <laughs> that's not good. And if that's the case, we're going to get two people applying for a position. <laughs> Speaking about a person that likes two in a position, Patrick, what do you got news wise? Or three, you know, it doesn't, you know, four. I'm, I'm up for a party. Multitasking. Jesus, you know. how many can you fit? Uh, don't ask. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, goodness me, the good old days. Anyway, <laughs> apparently Jonathan Frakes is a racist. He was caught on Twitter in a video talking shit about a xenophobist yes he's total xenophobic <laughs> he was on a racist rant about andorian he's like get that blue guy out of there yeah uh, like, obviously it was all in fun he's not really a xenophobic <laughs> racist but it, it, it came was out funny. As really fun. fucking blue guy he <laughs> <laughs> was like fucking blue guy andorians it was hilarious that was funny i i gotta say man every behind the scene clip i see a frakes it looks like it's such a fun set to work on. Mm-hmm. Well, we know in the future that Star Trek became intensely racist because um, on Discovery, there were no Klingons. Why were they racist against Klingons? Well, they, they, they left them at Uranus. They, they were, they were, there were Klingons on that show. Ooh. There weren't no Klingons on the ship. Well, not on the Oh, Discovery, not on the ship. No. Exactly. But this was before. Klingon lives matter. They left them on Uranus. <laughs> But the Klingons came aboard when Worf came in. Next generation lives matter in the future. Discovery. <laughs> they, they were in the first. Well, so season. do blue lives. They, and Dorians matter. They were kicking yes. ass and taking names. They almost got their ass beat by the Klingons. Spoiler alert. We, we just needed. We just needed Worf on Discovery. Speaking of Discovery, in case no one has noticed, or if you've been under a rock lately, are you going to take my news story? Um, <laughs> is anyone Discovery. else taking the story? I guess you're taking the news story. Okay. Are you going to do it? T- don't, don't take his story. I, <laughs> were you, I didn't know if you were going to do it. Uh, there's yeah, only so said, many we can pick from. Um, he said he was going to do it. And you, okay. Patrick, you, you thief. <laughs> oh, Go ahead and man. do it. I'll, I'll uh, do the other I don't know if I want to do it now. Uh, do it. Uh, apparently, Star Trek Discovery is going to conclude with season five. What? Now, no. that's a different C word than a lot of the people are saying on Twitter. Damn it. Um, it's, it's actually conclude. It's not, it's not cancel, you motherfuckers. It's conclude. They're done. They're finished. That's it. That's all you get. Cancel is when you have Riker and Troy saying that the whole thing you watched was a hollow program. <laughs> that's a cancel. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If this somebody one. comes out at the end and says, this whole thing was a hollow novel, well, that's fucking canceled. <laughs> you know what? This one is, yeah, they're, they're allowing them to finish it up and tie it into a bow. Apparently, it's not been a long road on this show. They're going to conclude <laughs> it. That's season five. Yeah. I wanted seven seasons of this minimum. I really enjoyed Discovery, and I feel like they're ending it too soon. I, I bet they're going to get a movie. Oh, they might they they better. have a little spinoffs. I, I um, think they're so good. They I, deserve I it. Unless these actors are getting like these offers to like, hey, yo, you're good on the show, but come do this movie for a lot much more money. I could see that going yeah. on. And, and all of them prove their acting chops. So I guarantee you we will be seeing Sonequa. We are definitely going to be seeing Doug Jones again. All of them. They're, they're just so talented. The whole. I mean, how can you bunch. have only one more season of Saru? That's mm-hmm. that's criminal. Yeah. Oh, also for the Star Trek cruise, which nobody in the here on ship had went because, you know, 
we had to work, unfortunately. <laughs> they said that um, he was running around giving massive hugs to like everybody. Oh, Doug everybody Jones was, was like, a it looked like it was all love that I was seeing yeah. on the cruise. There was hot yeah. tub parties with Robert yeah. Picardo. Yeah. It's a love ship. And, yeah, it was and Esri Dax. Upside down pineapples. And there's, there's, there's creams for that. <laughs> huh? Oh yeah. 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 Don't, don't mess with that. So it was really, really fun from what I heard. So, okay. Patrick did his news. You did yours. Heather Rocky, you did yours. So I guess that leaves me. So what news I have other than Evans being escorted out by section 31. Oh yeah, that's right. I have IDW, which everybody knows they do a lot of the Trek comic books and they're really, really friggin' good. They're going to be merged into a single story later on. They're going to be showing that the Star Trek annual 2023, who's going to be written by Colin Kelly and there's going to be art by Rachel Scott is going to come out towards this May and it's going to tie everything together on the different episodes here. So it's going to be really, 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 really cool. The ship, if you read the comics, is the USS T H E S E U S. Theseus? Thank you. Before the crew gets a chance to relax, they wind up having a weird message that comes up. It says, Mr. Scott, we have a problem. Bring help, Jim. So it's going to be really cool. So make sure you guys uh, pick it up, watch it, and enjoy. It's going to be a nice episode. One more little bit of news, if we want. What? It's not my child. No. I told you to dot is not my child. <laughs> Star Trek Lower Deck season three beams into DVD April 25th with a Blu-ray release plan for an on-demand fulfillment. Woo -woo. Is that a new thing you can search for on websites? On-demand fulfillments? You know, I mean, it'll cost you twenty nine ninety five, but for the first three minutes. <laughs> oh, it's a monthly fee? Okay. His <laughs> on-demand fulfillment is, is, is something entirely different. So That's really cool. I, I, I love that all these shows are getting their DVD or Blu-rays out there in the world so you can really go collect the hardware. Word of device, if you go into number one's cabin, do not say computer, on-demand fulfillment. You will not like to see what shows up. Ooh la la. Okay. Well, just don't go in this quarters, period. It's so messy in there. Uh, no. Yeah, I, we may have to cycle the airlock again. There's like this stink. I can't really figure out where it's coming from. That's your upper lip. <laughs> 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 there ain't no stink in my room. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, before I, not we start touching going, those. it's... it's uh, <laughs> wait, what? What do you mean? No. He is not my... What do I have to prove it to you? Play a clip of Maury? You are the father! You are not the father. All right. Go, just go ahead. 007, if, if number one doesn't reprogram you, I'm going to have to take a look. Well, now you're gone. <laughs> okay. You're talking to the air again, sir. Yeah, I just noticed that. Oh, geez. Captain, um, he, he just came to the science lab asking for a pregnancy test. I don't think it works that way. We have some Starbase 80 grade <laughs> droids here. Damn, damn, Starbase 80. Damn, Starbase 80. <laughs> That's for certain. Okay, um, let's go ahead and start reviewing. I do believe, let me check the duty roster. Um, Heather. Hi, Captain. Oh, right. Your turn. Yes, I did the work this week. Okay, give me one second. Let me pull this up. Okay, this week we watched Star Trek Picard Season 3, Episode 3, 17 Seconds. It first aired on March 2nd, 2023. Teaser. Shake, shake, shake. Shake, shake, shake. Shake your booty. 
shake your booty. No. The Titan dives into the nebula, twisting and turning to lose the Shrike, but they just can't seem to shake her as their asses get pounded on, and not in a fun and pleasurable way. The Titan's engines are busted and their sensors are offline. They are completely blind, so they handle it the old-fashioned way by looking out the window. The Titan has lost the Shrike for now. They were shaking that booty, all right. Shake that booty. But I mean, shake come on, wouldn't, wouldn't you try to shake your booty to get away from the Shrike? I mean, that is a mean machine. Yeah, that was scary. <laughs> it's a good thing that nebula was nearby. Mm-hmm. It was convenient. I thought it was a little bit ingenious to use a, an exploding torpedo to try to get the hell out of there. And did you see when they, sh- uh, how far the strike went when um, they blew up that photon torpedo? It just went, whoa! It was a big torpedo. Oh, my. Yeah. And then again, she's still just having fun. Totally. Girls just want to have fun. Well, girls just want to have fun. She is something else as an actress. She is a major psychopath, and I love it. <laughs> Patrick, you love psychopaths? That explains so much. Mm-hmm. What, what happened? Wasn't the torpedo in the next section? Yeah, I think so. I thought it was in this section. Nope, they just run and hide in this section. Oh. Oops. Is it? <laughs> I tell you what, though, what a great way to start. We left in a, in a crazy, stressful situation the last episode. We're right back in it on this one. Mm-hmm. Quick, into the nebula. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the only real cool note I have about this is that crew member was talking to Jack in sickbay, and he's like, this is your fault. And oh, yeah. I'm just like, them. bro, why are you attacking... You know, the doctor of all people. He's a doctor. It's not it's not his fault. It's it's he's a victim just like everyone else. Well, technically, he's the doctor's son. Does he actually have a medical degree or credentials? I you know, I didn't ask him for his medical card. No, he doesn't have a degree. They've been running around space the last 20 years. When did he, when did he have time to go to start? I, I think yes. if you hang out over, well, I mean, he must have had some doctor training because he was treating some of those people in Zigbay. Well, basically everything he knows he learned from his mom. He just watched his mommy. And what better way to learn? Obviously, he was there trying to give help, but no one trusts him because they know they're in deep shit because this other ship. And apparently news travels um, really fast on a starship. How did he know yeah. that that was just definitely oh. a guy that, you know. Oh. Proximity alert. Are they yeah. bringing Evans back? They are. He's on his way. Is, is it time to feed the cats again? Is that them beaming Evans back or is that the cat? Thing? No, that was the litter box alarm. <laughs> are you serious? <laughs> oh. I thought you only did that on Friday nights. No, nope. Monday, Wednesday, Fridays. Ooh, your cats must get busy. Well, there's three of them. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the math. There's lots of crap. Th- three of them in only one box. No, there's three boxes. Oh, okay. Yeah. You got the shitty alarm. It doesn't make a difference, though, because they <laughs> still, they still feed them a lot, though. It's the kitty shitty alarm. <laughs> shitty kitty alarm. Okay, let's go to act one. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Captain Look at the window. Make sure it's clear. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's clear. I can't see anything. Okay, go ahead. That actually was kind of cute. I, I like yeah. that. When your technology fails, just fucking look out the window. Put everyone in the windows. Look out the windows. It's look, so old look school. Look. Okay, act one. It's a lot. We start with the flashback to before. Picard and Riker are at the 10 forward bar having a beer and discussing parenthood. Riker recounts the story of his son's delivery and how there were complications. Riker was on the bridge when he was called to sickbay and the turbolift ride was the longest 17 seconds of his life. 
Riker thought he was going to lose his son. What a moment for Diana to FaceTime Riker as she holds their new baby son and tells him about the projectile vomit incident. Come home now and bring the whiskey. Back on the Titan, they need two hours to fix their engines and there's no sign of the strike. And to throw more weird shit at Captain Shaw, the nebula is displaying electrical and biological signatures. This living entity feels violated. It did not consent to this and wants them out. Picard and Crusher finally have the talk as this is the first time they've communicated in 20 years. Immediately, Crusher brings up Casperia Prime, and the last time, they fucked. And then it was one thing after another, and Crusher didn't want to bring a new baby into this chaos, so she bolted and took the kid with her leaving Picard to wonder what he did wrong. Crusher never told Picard she just made the choice for him, and he's not happy about it. A few more points from this talk. Crusher blames him for everything, and Jack got his accent when he went to school in London. Captain Riker gets his jollies by telling Picard's kid that he spent two decades in a spaceship watching him get cooked up. Jack retorts by asking Riker about his family, and we learn that Riker's son, that he was talking about earlier, is now dead. After the meeting, Riker wants to dish gossip, but all Picard could say is it's irreparable. That is when the Shrike attacks and seriously injures Captain Shaw and several crewmen. He looks up and sees Riker. You... You got us into this mess. Now you're going to get us out. Transfer command to Captain Riker. Riker jumps to command, causing a torpedo explosion that knocks the Shrike off their trail and impressed Picard so much that he wants to be Riker's number one. This, again, it shows the depth and the acting chops for Todd Stashwick because obviously he really doesn't like Picard or Riker, but he also has the wherewithal to understand that Riker has the experience and the skill necessary to help save them. And so even though he's got like a bone peeking out of his leg mm -hmm. and he's all fucked up, he's like, I'm transferring all the command codes over to you. Save the ship. You're going to get us out of here. And I thought that was a, a really kind of cool moment um, between the two and the look on Riker's face you could see he understood the gravity of, of what just happened. Just <laughs> it was now. a great, just a great demonstration of gravity. Shaw fucking fell to the ground with like so much force. Ouch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then, then Shaw gave Riker a boner. <laughs> what now? <laughs> he had that bone sticking out of his leg. He transferred it over to Riker. Oh my he gave God. him a boner. But a I, I didn't see any bone sticking out, but maybe I wasn't looking. Yeah, there was. There was a bone sticking yeah. out of his leg. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he got yeah. boned then. Okay. <laughs> it was a hard Jeez. fall. It's, no. it's, it's the no, classic, he, you know, why do we have consoles exploding all the time and where's the fucking seatbelt? Yeah, no, there was a bone sticking out of his leg. Ouch. The, the thing is a lot of people are not aware of is that we have inertial dampeners on, on the ship. So this way, when sudden changes in environment is supposed to keep people from flying around so the fact when they do you know how powerful that shock is for the inertial dampers goes holy shit we're supposed to stop that 
and it doesn't have a chance to do it. Well, also, the, the engines aren't running so well, and uh, they're in this nebula mm-hmm. that's messing with all their systems. So Everything is all messed up. It was so. a real, real tough hit he took, man. It was, yeah, and then, it was vicious. Then Riker turns around, and he uses maneuver that he learned from his lower deck days when he went up against the... <laughs> well, I love, I love that he starts to say the command, and... Picard's already like torpedo away <laughs> before he finishes the sentence. Mm-hmm. I he thought does. that was great. They used the, the they must have used that dirty trick sometime, some other time. And there's a, there's a nice look between them, you know, to show the experience and everything they have been together. So it's nice to see a little bit of a flair that way. Well, it was um, really but, cool. It was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be your number one. That was so cute. It was. That was adorable. And after seeing that scene with um, Beverly, Beverly and Picard was just. That was hard, man. That was like, yeah. why? Why are mommy and daddy fighting? Kind of hard to watch, you know. Yeah, that was that was real talk. It was tough. She, yeah. I mean, you know, obviously she had her reasons, but I mean, she just kept trying to justify what she did. And well, well both people are trying to do their own thing, and and Picard obviously wasn't included on it. Well, did you guys notice that all of the events that she's naming that happened one right after the other was all a reference to Star Trek Nemesis the movie? Yeah, well, yeah, they definitely started from those that's for sure mm-hmm. it sounds like she just kind of she's like and then this and then this and then this and then this because you know women never forget he, <laughs> so crusher got pregnant right before star trek nemesis happened or right he, after or something well she was pregnant during it yeah, but he was saying something which um i guess her using logic and understandable so because you know she was in mommy mode but he was like, you didn't give me a, not even a chance to maybe change myself. Yeah. And I, I, so you could see the emotion on both sides of their arguments. Yeah. And I honestly don't know which one is right. I don't think I could side both with one or the other. No, I don't think either. Um, one I was. was, I was really emotionally hit by this though. I was having a conversation, you know, many years back when certain uh, presidents were elected, a president was elected about the pro-life pro-choice issue. And I was talking with a friend and he was talking, you know, I was, he's one, he, he goes one way and I go the other way. And then he explained why he went that way from his side because he had a very similar situation to what Picard had. It was kind of similar, but the, um, the outcomes were different. She got pregnant and she decided to abort. He had no choice in the matter. He didn't even fucking know. And then he learns after the fact and it was, so heartbreaking to him. He was really emotionally affected by that. And that's just one of the reasons he, he decided to be pro-life. I, I can't even begin to imagine what the emotions are involved in that kind of situation. But then you can get situations like where the woman tells the man and the man's like, I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah. No, I'm telling you, this is, this is not a situation you go against in your own different ways. You've got to work together at it. Mm. And if you don't work together at it, even if you together decide not to do something or to do something, it's got to be, a, you know, if two are playing the game, two have got to be involved. It can't be a single decision. It's, 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 it's where it uh, gets really dicey, you know, and to see this play out in Star Trek, I'm just like, wow, it's just another, it makes me reflect on that kind of thing. Well, right or wrong, she feels that she served with Picard for a long time. They've been on again, off again, lovers ever since, you know, Jack had died to her husband in the first time. So she thought and thinks that she knows him well enough to know that giving up a command of the starship and being what he is, is not something that he would easily do. 
So she's I'm also not saying do, that her that. her um her decisions her, were not justified. No, I agree. She's got really fucking good reasons. No, because it, it really isn't. She's saying, here she is. I took the choice away from you because I didn't want my son to be in danger and be lost to the same stars that you were lost to. Why the fuck didn't she stay on Earth? Why did she bring her son to space where they're out there doing Doctors Without Borders and he has different identities, he's fighting, and she's putting him there. in bad situations? Like, yeah. obviously, you, she, you she just put him in that situation. She just involved in that situation, which is like, yeah. wow, man, wow. It it's, it's, was like you said, and I had a person during the convention um, come up to me because we talked about the show. Um, he hadn't seen it on Saturday and I told him, well, you need to see it. And then he came back to find me Sunday so we can talk about it. And what he said, it's become more apparent because we're not going to give spoilers is that this episode to see the interplay between the TNG characters was really uncomfortable. It was really like watching your favorite aunt and uncles fight. Yeah, it was. And, uh-huh. and, and people like, are like, this isn't the trick I grew up with. Well, yeah, yeah. you're right. This is different. This yeah. is, it's more realistic. This is a different way. It's, yeah. yeah, it's a lot more realistic. And yeah. it's interesting to watch these characters have these situations and these problems. This is fascinating yeah. Yeah. to watch. Not everybody agrees 100% of the time. Yeah. Yeah, well, perfect. That's perfect. And on on the see- other side of this, once they had that part of the discussion, Picard's like, I, I didn't even get a choice to, you know. And she said, when he got old enough, I told him where to find you. I told him exactly where to go. And he didn't want to. And he, and Jack decided not to get involved. Yeah, but I mean, how much of that is him being raised as a boy and hearing what his mother has to say? We can only speculate. I don't, I don't think Beverly ever talked smack on him, though. Yeah, she was still listening to the mixtape until, you know, the <laughs> ship kept destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so. it's, and, and then the, see the scene after where um, Jack is talking with Riker? The, the, there's a lot there, too. And I love yeah. the way Riker just comes out and says, hey, man. Yeah, I, yeah, that's that's exactly. I agree, but you got to own this. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> People it, it, are looking at you a certain way, but you got to own it. Yeah, you got to make them feel that you were worth the sacrifice. Exactly. You I know? thought that was cool too, because and I don't understand why this crew is like all angry. Maybe maybe that's a different thing. Maybe the crew is you know not necessarily on the specific mission. You know, maybe they don't like what's going on and we're going to express it. We don't normally see that section of Star Trek either. No, usually everybody's let's get along, let's go along, everything is fine, everything. Yeah, the captain gets up on the PA and says, "Now hear this. We're going to do this. We're going to do that." And you know, live long and prosper. Let's go. You know, but the cool part of that because then to to switch up a little bit on this side and correct me heather if i am jumping the parts is when uh, laforge goes to seven's cabin you know and to give her basically like a a pet talk yeah that's next section no that's a section is it it is yeah no uh because uh shaw comes on and says you know that's enough of that funky weird shit um, you guys have been on a 36 hour, you know, you tell you, oh, you right. to take a break. So he gives them a break. Oh, okay. And instead of going to fucking hit their bunks, LaForge she, goes over and says, Hey, seven, seven, right yeah. to seven. She says, Hey, I know exactly what it feels like to not be included in this kind of thing. You know, mm-hmm. I, I love that little pep talk she gives, even though was, seven's like, uh, this sounded rehearsed. It probably was. Cause it's probably not the first <laughs> time she's seen it happen to people or have it happen to her. And it's nice to hear you say, Commander Seven, and Seven says, thank you. 
And yeah, I love the way she says, like when people expected me to follow my father's footsteps and be an engineer. And then, you know, when I went to go fly, they were against me. And I'm thinking to myself when she says that Anne crashed a shuttle twice. Yeah, wait a minute. What about that? Thought, they, <laughs> they probably never got back really to that. thought that it was the wrong career choice. <laughs> but the nice touch is before she walked off, she turned around. She didn't say Commander Hansen. She said Commander Seven. Yeah. And the look oh, cool. on, on Jerry's face was like, that was heartfelt. It's, it's nice really to see good. somebody's on your side and they know that you got the raw deal right and, there. And speaking yeah. of what Shaw said about um, any more weird shit, you, anyone want to throw any more weird shit at me? There was someone on Twitter who was talking about that they need to um, have a spinoff with Shaw and the name of the new series will be called More Weird Shit. Yeah, more I know. That was funny. I, I retweeted that one. That I want to see more weird shit. <laughs> Everybody's like the weird shit, man. Oh, the like, weird shit. I'm like Dr. Horrible sing-along blog. We like the weird stuff. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Did you guys notice that 7 and 9 had a model of the Voyager in her quarters? Yeah. yeah, it was very cool. Yeah. That was sentimental. It's either that or they got some product placement and then the company went bankrupt. Oh, Jesus. Because you know, they, they had all those models, right? Even uh, they, they talked about the fat one, you know. <laughs> Nobody wants the fat one. No it's fat like, shaming. It's like, oh, hey. fuck, we're, we're going out of business anyway. Give them all of our stock. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, right. You know, you need some props. We got some extras. <laughs> I'm also glad to know that Riker and Picard's kid talked about him being a sin. Oh, yes. I was really wondering where that conversation was. Like, why yeah, aren't yeah. people talking about this? Riker's like, yeah, we're all human. You know, we are faulty. You know, we're, humans aren't perfect. And the kid's like, no, he's an android. But he's not a human. He's like, an android. He's, he's fucking positronic, dude. It's like, <laughs> he's know? a robot. He's still the same man. <laughs> you know, he was dead until he wasn't. It doesn't matter if he's positronic. He can still multifunctional, you know, multiple he's, techniques. And I mean, oh I mean, he's still captain a ship, right? He's <laughs> functional in multiple techniques. Maybe someone should tell that to Crusher. And then he had Jack and Picard walk past each other and you could almost like feel the tension mm. as they yeah. walk past each other. In the well, hall. that's, that's, you could tell how hurt Picard is. He literally yeah. said it's immaterial. It's irreplaceable. Irreparable. Yeah. Irreparable. Irreparable. I'm glad I'm not the only one that had trouble saying that. That's a hard one. That's <laughs> a, you've got to be British to say irreparable. Unrepairable. There you go. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Fucking things fucked. Irreparable. <laughs> yeah. But, but Riker's like, you, you got to talk to him, otherwise you're going to regret it. And he's talking from personal experience. And Picard's like, had the most horrible experience already. He's done. Yeah. Dunzo, man. Just yeah. dunzo. But can you imagine the crew, though, just take a second, not to take their side, but I want to take their side. You're going away on this big thing that's supposed to be a celebration everywhere. You're on the ship. You're supposed to be just like a, a little dog and pony show. And then Scuttlebutt flies all over the ship. We're going to fucking die. There's this monster of a ship that's from your nightmares. And you're <laughs> way out of range. With no support, no nothing. Nothing at all. No backup. You know, and why are we here? Because of some dude named Jack. Mm -hmm. Who, who's scuttled and why are we talking about his butt? You know, like, it's like, who's Jack? <laughs> I've oh, got big butts and I cannot lie. So. Do you guys recognize Caspira Prime? No. Cas Casperian? No, no but Caspiria? I'll never get over Macho Grande. Ah, so that planet that she mentioned was like Ryza, and it's the same planet where Worf and Jadzia Dak had their honeymoon. 
Um, If you want to see more of the planet, Dr. Bashir went there for a medical conference in Deep Space Nine, Season 6, Episode 18, Inquisition. Was that the one where he never came back when a changeling took his place? (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) No, that was in the Deep Space Nine. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking changelings spoil everything. Medical quote unquote conference, sure, buddy. When they were at the bar talking and Deanna FaceTimes them, Deanna Troy obviously does all the work in that relationship because she hasn't brushed her hair in 72 hours and their Riker is looking totally well put together and his beard is trimmed and he doesn't look tired at all. I thought that was visual effects. They tried to make them look about 20 years younger. Dude, Troy is doing all the work. <laughs> and and what I noticed at the end of that scene, she's like, bring the fucking whiskey, right? Right. And, and, and Riker gets up and walks out. He left the whiskey. He didn't bring the whiskey. He didn't oh. even do the whiskey. Yeah, it was like, that's really fucked up. He's going to get a tongue lashing. If he's lucky. A little word of advice for those of you that are married out there or living with someone. Bring the whiskey. If you allow your significant other to do most of the housework and most of everything else, they will slowly stop seeing you as an object of desire and start seeing you as a dependent. They're going to see you as a kid. Yep. Yes. Now they're taking care of two kids, not one kid. So take the fucking garbage out, do the fucking dishes, wipe everything down, listen, and bring the whiskey. <laughs> and and don't expect to be complimented and validated every single freaking time you do that. Yeah, I pick them up my sock. Thank like, you. you know, it's adulting. You're expected to do that after 15 years. You're not going to be complimented for emptying the dishwasher if it's been 15 I, years. I, I picked up my sock and did the dishwasher. Could you love me tonight? Congratulations. <laughs> like I said, I, I, I don't know much about relationships, but there's two in the game and they've got to work together. Yeah, there is. Um, yep. Speaking about two, let's go to act, act two. two. Well, you're going to you pick that, that up. That was a really good segue. <laughs> Jesus. I know. That was good. You guys are so corny. Okay. So, so corny. <laughs> act two. GLaDOS is Vadix's number one. Storyline B. Raffi is watching fake news about the terrorist attack and it's triggering her PTSD. She hears a noise and goes to investigate. Now, it's just worth practicing his jujitsu to his clean on opera playlist. You are my Starfleet handler. Think of me as a subcontractor. Raffi suffers the symptoms of withdrawals as she argues with him and is also comforted by Worf. He shares some more intelligence information about the terrorist attack. A human named Titus Rika is the next clue. He paid Sneed to lie about Toloku. They will find this individual together. Eh, cool. Storyline A. Meanwhile, Picard and Riker are discussing strategy while there is only 20 minutes left until the engines are fixed. LaForge, keep us squirrely to buy us more time. I, Captain. In sickbay, Crusher and her son are taking care of the injured while Captain Shaw starts to go downhill. Being a good doctor, she catches the internal bleeding and rushes to save him as Shaw continuously repeats, How did she find us? How? How did she find us? Jack realizes that they are leaving a trail of breadcrumbs behind. Riker, however, is experiencing problems with the nebula itself. Apparently, it doesn't like it when Riker goes deep. He needs to pull out. (laughs) 
Unfortunately, the Shrike is <laughs> stuck on them. Sorry. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Shrike is stuck on them like a used condom. It gets worse. Oh, my God. They play a ship-sized game of Portal, never able to get away. It's time to go back into the nebula. That part right there, which I think, again. <laughs> which part? Um, the used condom part? Well, the the <laughs> condom part. That's funny. Something um, sticky. If, <laughs> sticky with it. I like how they showed uh, Captain Shaw, he's wounded, he's hurt, but oh, just like a captain, he's on it about his ship. He's he like, How he's trying to solve the problem? How did they find us to fix it? Even in the middle of him, like dying because you know, the other doctor was being an asshole, not let Beverly do her shit. <laughs> she was, you know, and then she finally stepped over. And it's like, reminds me of that scene with McCoy on Earth for the nuclear vessels where he's arguing <laughs> about the brain operation. You know, she was able to show her experience. And that was interesting. When, I, I yeah. wondered where, what's her name? Dr. Oki? Yeah. Uh, Okie dokie. I think Dr. Oak, doc, not Dr. Oaken. Oaken's from uh, Independence Day. It's the doctor. <laughs> doctor who? Doctor, doctor. Well, anyway, she really, really seems like she's running her regular <laughs> ER triage situation. Which is okay, and she's good, and she's taking care of things. But obviously, she doesn't have exactly the same amount of experience that Crusher has. No. Because if you've done it as long as enough as, as she has, she knows that certain scans don't show things right away. Well, I love that this is the same doctor that told her, step aside. It's been 20 years since you last practiced. I, you know, a few things have and, changed. And that also, I'm like, 20 years in, in medical? How much has changed in medical since... Mm -hmm. A doctor is a doctor is a doctor. Maybe she doesn't realize she was a Starfleet doctor on a galaxy class starship for so many years. Well, she's also a doctor without borders. I was what freaked me out, though, is like there was Captain Shaw, like practically dying. And he's fucked up. You can't die. Not yet. (laughs) No, we have to keep him around. You can't (laughs) die. Right. And and you know, what's also pissing me off is, is Terry Metalis on Twitter has been going back and forth about how Shaw dies early in an episode. And he's been joking about it for weeks. <laughs> and I'm like, come not on. Not funny, man. Not funny. I agree with Patrick. You can't kill Stashwick right off the bat, man. This isn't fair. It, it, what's funny is that I heard well, people say the same thing that we say on the cruise that people are going up to him and says, you know, you're a fucking dick, but we love you so much. <laughs> yeah, he's a great character, <laughs> you know. And, and he's and being like acted him. very well. Yeah. Yes. They, they even said that at the convention, people came up when we talked about Todd. And they say that he does such a great job of being someone you don't like, but you like. So, yeah, it was kind of sad. Yeah, to I'm see glad him I'm, I wonder if I would get the same reaction had I not seen him in 12 Monkeys because oh, yeah. I instantly like him. But I yeah. liked him Todd a lot is, in 12 Monkeys. Todd yeah. is a great actor. He, I mean, he, he really does is. such a good job. You know, but he's laying there and the, the doctor, which, you know, she's going to wind up going to, you know, their 10 forward and, and time went on because like, I second guess this woman it almost cost the captain his life. I fucked up. That's, I fucked up so bad. I, I imagine but, that's just the way it is. Yeah. At some point, you're trained to do what you got to do and you make the choices you got to make. You, you don't have time to second guess stuff. You're no. in a freaking, you, you, <laughs> you're not even in a comfortable ER room on, on planet Earth. You're in the middle no. of a starship in a battle situation with no power. That's why you got to give combat medics such a high regard. They don't do things, you know, pretty or sweet. But I've learned like you can close up wounds with with crazy glue. 
<laughs> Staples. You can you can use sanitary napkins in in, in gaping holes. Yeah. They hold it as non-standard stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that one alone. <laughs> oh Jesus! What, what gaping holes are you trying to close? <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> when you have wounds, because they, it, it absorbed more than the other stuff that I, I they just were like issued. the way Beverly's walking up. Does it hurt when I touch this? Does it hurt when I touch oh, this? Yeah, oh, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, that like, was, that was thanks funny. a lot, Doc. But she's saving his life, so good you for know, her. But it triggered, Jack was there, and it triggered a memory for him. Well, yeah, and Jack's like, oh, shit, how are they following us? Yeah. He, it, and he, he's like, and he's like, I think and I got it. He's like, he the, called the, it blood in the water, right? Yeah, and it's a, mm-hmm. it's a Fenris Ranger technique, right? Blood in the And he knew the only other person on the ship that was a Ranger that would know was going to be seven. Mm-hmm. And, and well, he tried to go to the bridge first, and they're like, it's red alert. You're not getting on the fucking bridge. Yeah, the guy was being a dick about <laughs> it, too. That was some real big dick stuff right there. I was yeah. like, he's, he, so this is my security <laughs> door, and you're coming past. Wait a minute, there was a big dick and I missed it? Yeah. It's a real big dick action. Yeah, yeah, he wouldn't let you on the bridge. No, I thought he was going to go like teleport on there or something like that. I had no idea he was going to run straight to seven. I I thought if he had someone to run to, she's the one to run to. Yeah. It kind of bugged me, though, because as captain, Riker's now captain. Why didn't he bring seven along to help him? Well, Well, obviously, she needed to do something else, but... that kind of bugged well, me. It's probably out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. And and right at the mm-hmm. moment, you know, you're reacting in the moment. You don't have time to go get seven. Yeah. You, you know, you, you, you got to deal with this. That's, and there's plus probably too he, much paperwork involved in getting yeah, seven out. And plus he has, he has Picard <laughs> as his number one. So yeah. he's And he's got yeah. a totally capable bridge crew right there. Yeah. I mean, well, it's not like are. these kids on the Titan are just not knowing what they're doing. That's, that's a full on crew. Yeah. If I was in his position, though, and we were like going to all die, I would have brought all minds on board. Like, I'm obviously not thinking of how to save us. So do you have any ideas, Seven? Because she's full of ideas. She is so good at that. Well, she still has a lot of the experience that she's gained from the Borg is so rattled around in her cranium. Mm-hmm. And as a ranger, so, too. Which is really, really kind of cool. Yeah, but I like it. And she's still trying to obey orders because he comes and says, come with me. And the guard's like, no, you can't do that. It's like, okay, well, um, I'll just take care of it and just leave seven in the clear. So he knocks the guy out (laughs) and And seven's like, you're insane. He says, you just got knocked the fuck out. (laughs) That's That's what you're going to do about it now. So they go run to take a look. And I thought that was that was kind of neat that he did that. And seven. Yeah. Of course, she's thinking about the I, ship. I, I like these characters. These characters yeah. are good. They've got flaws, but they're generally pretty good. So they do great things at the moment. I, you got to love it. And then uh, let's go back to what's going on with Rafi and Worf. Oh, yeah. That, are you thank not you. loving Worf? That was not Klingon opera. Sorry. It wasn't? No. What was it? It was just regular. It sounded to me like regular human it opera. It like regular opera. Yeah, well, there, was, there were no there were no harsh consonants when it's sung in the original Klingon. <laughs> that was kind of cool because she's on the ship. She kind of vaguely recognizes the ship, and she's going to try to sneak up on a guy she doesn't recognize. And he throws a dagger right in the middle of her feet, <laughs> and then rips the phaser right out of her hand and points at her. And the look on her face is shocked. Like this motherfucker did not just take a phaser out my head. <laughs> she's like, I'm more hungry, more hungover than I think I am. <laughs> you know. And then you see him looking like, you know, a, a cool a Fu Manchu type of thing going on and with he's the like, white hair. And you want some chamomile tea? <laughs> yeah. I am so glad they went the route of the Japanese samurai. It was nice. It's badass. It's badass. It fits him. Yeah, it fits I, him I had so to crowd well. myself. working on himself. I thought that's just yeah, awesome. That was funny. Yes. That One was must cool. access calm 
as much as fire. I mean, when Warp starts laying shit like that on you, it's so fucking cool. But now I got to correct myself because last episode I said he was chopping people up with a bat lift and it wasn't a bat lift, it was a curlift, which is a kind of like a sword. It yeah, is it like definitely a more, sword. More, more sword than, uh, than bat lift. Yes. Bat lift. Yeah, so he was doing katas with it and everything. And then what he talked about, not prune juice, not coffee, but <laughs> chamomile tea. tea. I was like, what? With sugar. What? Do, do you take it with Obviously sugar? Obviously a warrior's drink. <laughs> I have never had chamomile tea with sugar. I don't know anyone who has. Have I, you guys ever had sugar with on Twitter it? as well. They're like, why the fuck would you put sugar in that? No. Right. No. You can put some honey in it, though. Yeah, a little bit of honey might be good, but no. If you no. guys want to really I used to do tea. back in the day, I used to do catnip and chamomile tea. Ooh. What? Yeah, it would help you go to sleep, but it would give you a little buzz, too. <laughs> your cats would love you. <laughs> well, I didn't have any cats uh, at the time. Your cats oh would totally God. love you. Hold they on, smell man. catnip on your breath. They're going to start acting real funky. Another good drink is to do a lemon saner with some honey and lemon. That tastes really good. Half a lemon, a spoonful of honey. Just a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Rafik was not having any honey or lemon, that's for sure. No. Uh, She was really freaking out a little bit. She's like, I've lost my, you know, sobriety, her family. She's like, what am I doing all this for? She's in a really dark moment right there. And and Worf is like, you've got the heart of a warrior. And boy, do you mm-hmm. have those instincts. Till he I turned mean, around and says, oh, like that reveal about Maury Borovich, I am your father. He's like, I am your handler. <laughs> and then she was like, you're a legend. You're a fucking legend. This is cool. And you called me a warrior? A bet. <laughs> I, I, I just you're everything it. I thought you were going to be and some things you're not. Worf is so supportive. And yeah. that's just, yeah. you know, if you need support, that's the kind of support you need is Worf. Worf is yeah. a good support. Yeah. Seriously. Mm-hmm. And she's just like an athlete be a wharf supporter. And 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 he's just like and now we're on a mission. We're gonna go find this guy. And she's just like, what what? Cool. But think about it. <laughs> you fight your whole life, let's say, and it'd be just like me, um, Lee Ermy. Um, for you who don't remember the actor's the name, R- he played the drill instructor. Arlie Emery in full metal jacket. It'd be like you're out there in combat, you really kick ass, you come back and he comes up to you and puts his hand on your shoulder, goes, you did an outstanding job, Marine. You'd grin like a little kid. <laughs> Just like, he cracked yeah. True. So for Worf to call her a warrior, day, that was that was a, a definite moment. It's it's you, really cool. And yeah. I'm I'm excited to see them work to continue to work together because yeah. I think Worf is a good influence on her. Yeah, I agree. And I think she needs just a few more good influences. But it seems like they, they kind of vice versa. She was like Worf of old. <laughs> and then he turned into the, 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 the samurai sage. So it was, it was, you mean nice once a younger that. version and once an older version. There you go. Thank he's you. Got, he's got perspective. More wise, more he's got, experienced. Yeah, he's got the perspective and she's a grasshopper. Yeah. <laughs> Grasshopper. Oh my God. It reminds me of a mad a magazine where they had it on there, the Kung Fu edition. Kung Fu grip. And he's like, Master Po, Master Po, why do you call me Grasshopper? He goes, Because Kwai Chung, you are ugly like insect. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> okay, that wasn't exactly where I was going with that. I know, but it was funny. Okay, sorry. We we've gone right. off on a, ba- on a back tangent. on the bridge, this this argument between which way to go? Uh, Cause you got a couple options here and giving up isn't one of them. 
And, uh, and Riker's not about to fucking go attack Vatic's ship because that shrike is really fucking scary. And he's like, this ain't the Enterprise. And it surprises me because I thought the Titan would be a little bit tougher than the Enterprise. So uh, that's kind of interesting. Yeah, so but, did I. Um, but yeah, the, the, you need a tactical advantage. Let's go engage. And, and he's like, no, no, no. We need the f- defense here. We need to get the fuck out of well, here. See, we need to save the crew. And that's what I'm looking forward to talk about on this section, because I think it's this section when, when or is it the next after this? Uh, what We're on what? three now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're still in three. No. Or two. We're going we're to still in two. We're, yeah, we're getting about. Yeah, we're, on we're about ready to see the Shrike whip out their portal. Okay. The, the moment that they 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 say they're going to take the strategy and run with it, so Riker says we're going to run with it. We're going to warp out. So they make that decision. Let's get the fuck out of here, and they make a run for it. And then out of nowhere, the Shrike whips out a fucking portal. Now we haven't seen the portal, portal on gun. a starship. We've seen the portal attack on that uh, recruitment center. Mm-hmm. And maybe people aren't necessarily familiar with the portal technology, but now we see it used on the starships. And that's like, you're just not getting away because we can just a little pink, make no. you come through a portal and put you back exactly where you were. And you didn't hear, if you had your sound turned up, you can hear every time the Titan disappeared, you would hear a small voice off on the side. Are you still there? And it came back out. <laughs> Is anyone there? Whatever. Oh, I love that you game. Gotta, you got to play Portal. Okay, the go Portal ahead. games are great. Next section. Hi, Captain. Act three. Between a rock and a hard place. Storyline B. Rafi and Worf track Rika to Metallus Prime, and a chase ensues. They apprehend him and take him into custody. Storyline A, back on the Titan, they flee into the nebula while Vatic attacks. Jack Crusher remembers Seven and tells her about the trail of breadcrumbs. Help me find the leak. They find the source and come to realize that it wasn't an accident. But, dum 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 sabotage! Dum 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 dum. For those waiting for the translation, we'll put in a little bit of actual sabotage by the Beastie Boys. <laughs> That's so fantastic. Both Riker and Picard want to use this info to their advantage, but they disagree on how to do that. Riker wants to flee and save the lives of his crew, while Picard wants to fight and risk more people dying. As they fight, the saboteur finds Jack Crusher working to fix the leak and tries to kill him. This is the first time that we get a chance to see that Riker and Picard are actually kind of bumping heads. Mm. I love that they're disagreeing. Yeah. What, what does Riker say? Um, remove yourself from my bridge. We've killed us all. No, that's, that's next section. Next section. But yeah, it's it's they've got two <laughs> thoughts to this. Let's run or fight. Fight or flight. That's the situation. Yes. Do we fight? Do we fly? And we're trying to fly and we're not getting away. So maybe we should fight. And it's just they're both on the wrong ship, right? This is not mm-hmm. their ship. So now they no. put this ship in a situation. They got to get it out of it, right? And I, I'm completely in agreement with Riker. We need to get the fuck out. Uh, yes. I, I really kind of well, hate to say it in a way, but I have to agree also because 
first off, you saw the shitload of laundry lists of stuff that the Shrike has on it. Mm-hmm. You don't know the Titan that well because it's it's a, a new Titan. So you don't even know what's on it. Retrofitted. So you don't even know how to handle it. You don't know the crew. You don't know the capability. You haven't gone through stress tests and everything like you have. So I think, I hate to say it, but this is where I disagree with Picard. You need to get the fuck out of there as quick as possible. It's obvious that you're outgunned. You get a whole spread of torpedoes before you went in Nebula, and all she did was cackle and laugh. (laughs) She had nothing to do anything. Just get the fuck out of Dodge, period. At the same time, you're getting backed up against the wall, and you can't go through the wall, can you? So we got to put some claws out. So I, I hear what Picard is saying, and it's obviously... The thing you maybe need to do is you're getting forced into the situation. It's a strategy because you're getting forced there. It's the only thing you can do because you can't really run because you tried running and they, you just got portaled back to where you were. Well, the one thing I don't understand about all this is that it could easily have killed them. Easily. Patrick, mm-hmm. is that you? <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it's, it's you haven't fed the cats yet. Now it's red alert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Red alarm, red alarm. So if Vadik could kill them so easily, why hasn't she? That's that's curious. That's and we have yet to see. Jack. We, we've yet to see what's actually going on because there's a couple more episodes to get. If she, yeah. ki- if she kills them all, then she kills Jack too, but she wants Jack a lot. She doesn't want to kill them. She wants to own them. If yeah. she has all those weapons, I don't think the reward money is going to be anything substantial to her. Like she has more fucking valuable weapons on her ship. She, she's not there to blow them up. She's there to take him, and then she's just going to poke at them until they there's, get him. Yeah, there's there's a reason. Take him for the bounty, right? Well, we know we know who stole the stuff from um place Daystrom. that Rafi's been trying to Daystrom Institute. Yeah, where we know where that equipment went and all those weapons. Yeah, where a lot of it went to her. But mm-hmm. you know, they're still looking for the middleman. The fact that she's doing this and wants to get Jack, we still don't know why she wants Jack, but she's definitely after Jack for whatever reason. And Jack right now is on the ship with Seven, and they figured out what the hell is going on because uh, the warp course has got the, um, the leak, the Viterium. That's it. And there's a leak. So they go in there, they go to check it, and they go like, holy shit, somebody fucked with this. <laughs> yeah. And, and they did, the, the, not only did they fuck with it, they disabled the sensors so the computer couldn't warn anybody that it's been fucked so with. Like, well, then your first thought is like, who the hell is on a ship that's working with Vedic? Mm, well, the first thought was, let's get the ship secure so we can get back yeah. to warp and everything. But yeah, that's another thing. It was like, well, it was, this is not secure. Somebody should call security. Yeah, and then Seven's like, let's go run. I'll go to take care of this. You take care of that. Don't breathe the gas. And so he starts working on the leak, and he's trying to do his best. And all of a sudden, you hear the door open. And my first thought is like from, uh, uh, what is that show, uh, The Simpsons? You know, you hear, <laughs> I'm in danger. <laughs> I'm in danger. In. <laughs> he tries to fight him, and then the gas is affecting him, and then he goes to punch him in the face. And the first thought is, is he drugged out, or did that face really shift? Yeah, and then he gets bounced against the wall, much like uh, Shaw did, but oh, an actual yeah. person. <laughs> but harder. Yeah, he bounced off that wall. That knocked at least all the breath out of him. And, you know, you can't breathe the air. This is no. bad. This is real bad. Mm-hmm. And the guy leaves him there to die, and he just takes off. You know, it's like, wow. So they're trying to save it to unspeak to the bridge of what's going on. Or did Seven call the bridge and tell him, hey, we're being... Yeah, oh yeah, I she think did. she did tell him. Yeah, she's Jessica a Fletcher. She told him. Jessica yeah. Fletcher took care of it on the next murder she wrote. 
when when the guy's face um, <laughs> phased, I just thought I thought he was wearing some kind of like you know kind of cloaking device. I didn't realize that um, that he was a changeling at the time. I wasn't sure because we haven't seen a changeling in a while. It was just kind of a new effect mm -hmm. because, yeah, we, you know, we're used to seeing the changeling on DS9 and we're, <laughs> somebody didn't make that show in HD. So we don't know what it looks like in HD. It for was a from changeling. the 90s. Yeah. We saw 90s effects. This, this was a 2020 version, you know, the uh -huh. 2020s version of a changeling. It takes a little bit to get used to it because, oh, my God, we haven't seen this in so, so long. So she tries to tries to get it done. She calls him up. They says, oh, OK, we have a saboteur. Sabotage, as yeah. Heather says. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I, I immediately heard Beastie Boys. You know, when that <laughs> Sabotage. I like the, the, the shouting. I like the beating and the shouting. Yes. And they said, well, well, let's lure them into a trap. And I'm thinking again, you know, Picard, how can you trap a ship? This is amazing because Huge. what actually happens, the trap is a trap. Yeah, so it's the whole thing. And that means that they got some intel on what Picard was, would do. Yeah, yeah. They they, so, they played their game plan exactly how they would. I mean, this is exactly what you would do. You've got no choice. They've got no choice. This is what they're going to do. So here's what we're going to do. And that's the next section. But yeah, um, but then you get, you get okay, but it's first the same, off, seven. It's the same problem, you know. Riker's like, we got to run. And, you know, this, we've got this one chance. We've got to attack. Yeah. It's like, no, why you just sometimes a tactical retreat is good. Well, you know, Marines, we don't ever say we're retreating. We always say we're advancing to the rear. Be quiet, Patrick. So, um, <laughs> which is really kind of cool. My lips are sealed. Yeah. So <laughs> seven comes back and tries to save Jack. And then we That's wind next up section. waking up That's, in section, the next section. We're not there yet. We got to talk about what's going on with Ralphie and Worf. Oh yeah. It's, it's That's right. It's apparently, um, beheadings on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> and Worf was wearing warrior casual. He wasn't wearing warrior gear. So we have Taco Tuesdays and Beheading Wednesdays. Oh, so the fight was this 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 time. The fight was in this section with well, Ralphie this is and the, where they, This is where they, they go. They nab the dude. Okay. They apprehend okay. him. Take him into custody. And they go to a big club and everything. And they're like grinding. He's like pushing stuff over. Why do people push shit over? Like it's going to slow people down. But anyway, he pushes stuff over. And it happens to, in the movies. Mm. And they dodge around and what happens? Worf comes up and he does like the clothesline from the whole nine yards. It's like, oh, it looks like he broke his fucking <laughs> he picked neck. picked him up and threw him up in the ceiling and then yeah. put him down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't fuck with the Klingon. Yeah. That was a body slam. You know, and <laughs> all the body. And he did it so nice. He had his little pinky out. It was so gentleman like. <laughs> you must control your anger. Yes. Mm. It takes the same finesse as drinking a sip out of a, a chamomile, out of a cup of tea. Yeah, that was a chamomile dunk. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but I love that. We need to get that on a t-shirt, though. Beheadings are on Wednesdays. <laughs> I think that's awesome. Okay, now we can go to the next section because... Um, uh, Thomas Decker, the guy who played uh, Titus Rika, did you guys recognize him as a previous actor that's played in other episodes and movies? No, because my sister was like, he looks like uh, the, the singer for Green Day. And I'm oh. like, what? And then I guess you could see it if you paused it at the right frame and he had the eyeliner thing going so I could see. But I, I don't know what the guy was in before. I have no idea. He played uh, Thomas Picard in the movie Star Trek Generations. Oh, um, he really? also played. Yeah, he was the father. And then that's really? who Thomas Picard is, right? The father. Yeah. 
And then Henry Burley in uh, Star Trek Voyager episodes 116, season one, episode 16, Learning Curve, and season two, episode eight, Persistence of Vision. That's pretty cool. He's been that, around. I, I love it, man. Star Trek actors are still getting work in other Star Trek. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Act four, fight, 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 fight. Storyline B, Worf and Raffi play good cop, bad cop as they interrogate the suspect. Thanks to Worf's experience with Odo on Deep Space Nine, they identify him as a changeling. Dun, dun, dun. Right? The terrorist attack was a ploy to distract Starfleet from the real crime. The prisoner tries to escape, but Worf vaporizes it. Quick history lesson. When the Dominion War ended, a small faction of changelings broke off and became a terrorist group. If Starfleet acknowledges and fights this group, they may start another Dominion War. Worf and Raffi rush off to Daystrom Institute to gather more information. Storyline A. As Jack is dying, we see some 12 monkeys visual effects and a dream-like prophecy. Seven arrives and rushes him to sickbay, the real Seven, notifying Picard on the way. Picard experiences the longest 17 seconds of his life as he rides the turbolift to sickbay. He arrives to find Crusher zapping the shit out of Jack, finally bringing him back to life. Picard goes back to the bridge and advocates for a surprise attack. Riker disagrees, wanting to save the lives of his crew. In sickbay, Jack wakes up and immediately identifies the changeling to Seven. But he's too late. A bomb goes off and the warp drive is knocked offline. Picard wants to fight, but Riker is against it. All out of options, Riker reluctantly sneaks up behind the Shrike and attacks, firing everything they've got. The Shrike opens a portal, and the Titan hits itself with its own weapons, critically damaging their ship. They sink closer to the core of the nebula, unable to fly out. Riker blames Picard for the mess they're in. Remove yourself from the bridge. You've killed us all. This section here, I must have had my mouth agape for a good five minutes. First off, the Shrike knew that they were coming in from behind. And to me, that would have been a red warning right there. You know, you think you're coming in from behind and they're already facing you in the front. That just, it just something's off. Something's off. And so that's, that's not a good thing. And then they decide to fire anyway. And then the portal comes up and behind and nails the Titan with everything they pumped out. All the torpedoes. They shot themselves in the ass. Literally. Basically. Yeah. Riker yells, <laughs> fire everything we've got. That's yeah. a big fucking moment. Yeah. And they hit themselves with everything they got up their own ass. Yeah, it's it's definitely what we call this an alpha strike. <laughs> it was surprising. So it's, it's very surprising. It's not what you expect to happen when you fire everything you got. No. And then the look on his face. And this is what really got me when he turned around and told up a card. You know, he tries to, to he just tells himself Picard's trying to apologize or something. And he just goes, remove yourself from the bridge. You just killed us all. And for the first time in all of the shows, including the first two seasons of Picard, you see Picard look like a defeated old man. Mm -hmm. He well, literally he shrunk in on himself. He, he, he's not used to shooting himself in the ass. No. 
No. That's kind of a surprised look, right? No, no lube, no notion, no application Just a big wand, splat no right there. You know, and he's uh, going. It was such a hard moment, but Picard's never played Portal before. He no. doesn't know what he was doing. <laughs> Anybody who's played Portal before. Should have been thinking we should just fucking run because if you know whatever we do is going to get portaled back against our favor. I know as as as, exactly. as Riker, I'm thinking we just got the fucking ship fixed, dude. What the fuck? And then the crew is like, <gasps> Big Daddy just talked to Little Daddy and cursed him out. <laughs> and ah. by the way, now there's no power to the engines. We're out of no control. Nothing. We're heading exactly now, towards that thing we thought it was a bad idea to go to. You know, the big glowing thing in the middle of the nebula. Now, this is what gets me. You know, they, they lost power. They're being sucked into some whatever gravity that's in the center of this of this nebula. And what does the Shrike do? It leisurely turns around and then flies away when it could easily have teleported Jack up. Unless the spy they have on the ship says, yeah, I locked him in the gas room. The fucker's dead. Well, that's what I don't understand. How did the changeling get on board the Titan to begin with? Well, and why would he kill Jack if they're trying to get him alive? I don't know, but I think the changeling's probably been there for a long time because the thing that's happening to me, this seems like it was a long game. But the changeling wouldn't know that, you know, Picard and Riker would go to the Titan to commandeer the ship. Well, they didn't even know that. It was probably a Unless he was in the bar. Well, there was somebody in yeah. the bar hearing them talk. He might have heard him. Yeah, I might have heard no, him in did. the bar. No, there was a guy that was here. And the oh, entire conversation, right. as that right. scene ended, the camera kind of panned and they went, yep. oh, I With was listening to that hair. conversation. This was very yeah. interesting to listen to. Hmm. Yeah, it was that guy. So yeah. maybe that's when he decided to, to tag along. Yeah, so something but, there's weird motivations going on with our baddie and uh, we don't know what's the end game for any of these people. No. Obviously, they were definitely going to off Jack. It was very we, we, disturbing. Um, the other thing that's going on is what did Jack see while he was going unconscious and watching I didn't the quite veins catch that. of the tree limbs growing behind? Monkeys. There was three limbs going behind Seven and she was saying something in a different tone of voice that she actually Jack was. Jack was the witness. Jack, was, Jack like, was the witness. <laughs> and then I, he sees this red door with some smoke coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> the Red Forest. <laughs> it looked like it was either Ghostbusters or Stranger Things. I expected when he took him to sick bay, some random person was going to be sitting in the corner going, hold door, hold door. Hold door, hold door. He did some sort of time thing going on in his head. We, we really, and Jack, I, she got him just in time because they, he was going to die. Oh, yeah. And he then, was he was on the quick trip to out. Yeah, and Beverly and, and Picard actually shared a moment before his world got destroyed by Riker, you know <laughs> that my son's good now. Oh, I can man. go upstairs and, and get cursed out. And and you know that that turbo lift ride that was seventeen seconds. Yeah. It the, the, it would appeared to be about twenty one seconds, although some of it seemed <laughs> to be in slow motion. So I was I pulled out the stopwatch and was checking how quickly that turbo lift was running. What I don't get is his son just survived, and Picard wants to go to war. Like, let's put him into danger. He just survived. Let's put him into danger and possibly get him and us killed. It's fight or flight. They've got a quote unquote advantage, right? It's crazy. It's it's like, this is the way we got to get out of here. I, I mean, I can see from, from one point of view, Picard's doing the right thing. But from the other point of view, Riker's doing the right thing too. Two rights don't make a right. No. <laughs> But the thing on, on top... It makes okay, a 180, they, right? <laughs> they, they, they finally get the, the, the leak done so they don't see the leak. So they decided, well, we get, need to get the hell out of here. And what happens is that this dude's bomb blows up 
So they can't even warp now. Yeah, now he decides to blow it all. Yeah, so it's some serious sabotage going on. He wasn't even going to kill the guy. He was also going to blow up the engine, the plasma manifold or whatever, you know, the conduit. It's just a fucked situation. And then it's a cliffhanger on top of it. You're like, how the hell are they they're good at like space AAA to come and tow them out of this? What's what's going hmm. on? Well, it's like a no-win scenario, but that's next week. Yeah. I have a prediction. I've looked in my crystal ball and I have a prediction of what's going to happen next episode. Okay. You want to hear? He, he, no, I don't want to hear it. Oh, okay. <laughs> la, 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 la. No spoilers. No, go ahead. I don't know if it's a spoiler. I don't even, I'm go just, ahead. there's all kinds this is of purely, them out there right now. This is my headcanon. Okay. This is what I think will happen. I don't know if it will actually happen. This is just what I imagine will happen. The whole thing with the nebula about yeah. the nebula and not wanting them in there and like no, wanting they, them out. That's a life form. They're, they're going to yeah. meet the, the life form in the nebula. I don't think they're going to meet the life form. I think the uh, nebula is going to like put out a burst of electrical energy and blow them out of the nebula. <laughs> Just like, get the fuck off my lawn. Whack. Yes. <laughs> like, I am sick of you people. How dare you come in when I'm taking a shower? Get out of here. <laughs> That's right. It's it's the image was the door opening and the platforms coming out and saying, get out. <laughs> Maybe it was those creatures that they talked to that had pulled them all together on Discovery. Who knows? Yeah, there's it, it gonna, could be anybody. Yeah, I blame well, the I'm triples. just looking forward to it. It's kind of what I want to see it now. And it's hard to believe that there there's still like a whole handful of episodes left of all this goodness. So um, there's really, a lot of story to tell. And I think there's a lot yeah. of angles to it that they're about that. I'm sure there's one, there's angles they haven't dropped on us oh, yet. We still haven't be able, we still haven't seen the other TNG people. Cause they said exactly. they're all going to make an appearance. We, so haven't, we haven't seen, seen Brent LaForge. Spiner. We haven't, no. yep. We haven't seen LaForge. We haven't seen any of them. So it's, this is going to be a hell of a ride. Okay, the um the changeling guy. They're playing good cop and bad cop. And I'm like, but Worf is playing the good cop? Is this the Worf we know and love? Yeah. Yeah. I love and, this. And Rafi's like ripping fingernails off. <laughs> this was different. Rafi yeah. was scary. I like how it keeps us off balance. This is gonna be interesting. And I know next time the closed caption won't be giving anything away. So <laughs> I bet you they've checked them and they've checked them twice. Yeah, it's gonna be <laughs> nice. And if you haven't seen the the ready room afterwards, see it. It's a nice conversation. Well, Jonathan mm -hmm. Frakes on there. They have a really nice conversation and stuff of what's happening, and they show the story of um how Worf wanted to interpret his character because they were going in one direction with him, and he thought that it would wouldn't it be cool to for him to be kind of like a samurai? And they they ate it up. They said, "Yeah, that'll work. Let's do it." So, well, I love that one quote where Rafi's like, "Have you seen how a Klingon can shove his sword so far up someone's ass?" <laughs> I do not do that anymore. I do no, not that do was that funny. anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. That was. <laughs> funny that was very funny now of course i have to ask heather what would you give this i give this episode a hard eight it's pulsing Ooh. and there's a rhythm and i i kind of like that oh well, i like that how about you there <laughs> she likes it <laughs> how about you there chief uh i gotta go maybe even a 8.5 maybe even a nine because you just don't Ooh. see a starship shoot themselves in the ass so a nine <laughs> so you're talking about uh only a quarter of the way from your wait we're talking ratings that's right okay so <laughs> that will work it was weird though man it was it was that there were several moments of why are mommy and daddy fighting yeah it happened it with beverly and picard and it happened yeah. with Riker and picard it was very uncomfortable it was very unsettling 
It was. What would you give it, Captain? Uh, I think I would give it a throbbing eight and a half. <laughs> nice. So, because it gripped my sides the, well. The pulsating. And it's, it's, <laughs> Love handles. Yeah, it, it gripped really well, and it, it was warm and, and comfortable, and everyone's in a lot of shock because the, the timing wasn't exact on both ends, so uh, I think I should stop here. Okay. <laughs> Um, next week, normally this is where I ask number one, but he's recuperating. I have it for you, Captain. Um, which, unfortunately, next week's episode is entitled The Same Thing When Heather Decides to Cook for Everyone. Um, it's a no-win <laughs> scenario. <laughs> a Kobayashi Maru. Yeah, so it, it's it's not going to happen. So thanks, everybody, for joining us. Wait, before we go, I'm going to try something a little new. Do you have any last words about this episode there, Heather? She's very quiet. I think maybe not. Oh, she's lighting them again. There's legends on the alien con floor about that. I wanted to see if the smell was flammable. Actually, it is. Uh, I I was blown away at this episode because it didn't feel like it was under an hour. I felt like I watched a full on movie with this episode. Yeah, there was a lot of a lot of stuff. It it. kept on going each 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 scene break. Oh, there was so much. It was like, oh, my God, they're still going. Oh, my God, they're still going. It's still on. I can't believe it's not over yet. It didn't feel like it was a big four act thing. It didn't feel like it was. uh, I mean, it was still 50 some odd 55 minutes or so, something like that. But it felt like it was longer than that. It was such a big story. It was. And I'm looking forward to, con- for it continuing on so I far. Mean, it's not bad when it, when it's only so long, but you felt it was longer. Yeah. That's a good thing, right? Heather. Does she pass out from lighting her own farts? Length is good. <laughs> With this good too. I, I, I think she was laughing so hard. She couldn't <laughs> say anything. Okay, I think that we're going to go ahead and close this up before HR finds another reason to open up investigation again. So thanks, everyone. If this is the first time you're joining us, I'm sorry. <laughs> go back and listen to other episodes of us. We have a lot of them in the can. Um, you can actually listen to the very first one and then listen to now and see how far we've come, especially with this nice new starship. So um, remember, if you need to reach out to us, we're at the collective at starfleetunderground.com. That is the collective at starfleetunderground.com. Please support us if you can on Patreon. Money as low as a dollar will be greatly appreciated. Mm-hmm. We have new merchandise coming all the time to our store. So you'll find the links on our website. And what's that website, you might say? Well, my engineer is going to give you all of that juicy, good information at the end here. So I don't repeat myself and sound like I'm an idiot. So I don't repeat myself and sound like an idiot. So I don't repeat myself and sound like an <laughs> uh, oh, idiot. <laughs> I did it again, didn't I? Evasive. Okay. Evasive in your Evasive like I did several times during this episode. I'm yelling commands from my armchair. <laughs> Evasive. And as we find out in the after show, the chairs on the bridge are super spinny. Yes, they are. <laughs> so please remember, just don't have a great week, but make it so. And if you can, support the show by going to patreon.com slash Starfleet Underground. Lots of perks to choose from, and you might even like some of them. Starfleet Underground, beaming into a podcast feed near you. Lock on to our website at starfleetunderground.com and send your comments and questions to the collective at starfleetunderground.com. Follow us on Twitter at starfleetunderg and on Facebook and Instagram, we're Starfleet Underground. 
transfer complete.